0: They haven't. They've decided to milk the franchise. They've decided to, to just, you know, ebb, keep the community going. We've now got store, you know, and I, I don't get me wrong, I hate the Final Fantasy 14 store. Mm-hmm. This is something we probably talk about in another video, whatever. <laughs> um, but uh, you know, it's it's now just constant store updates, nice. store update, store update, store update because they know people are gonna spend the money on trinkets, they know people are gonna why, do why does it work for, for one and not the other it can't just because be wow trucks it down your throat at least final fantasy 14 doesn't it just it's just on the launcher items have been added to the thing
1: Welcome, everybody, to the Casually Hardcore Podcast, episode 39, making our way towards the mystical 50, uh, 50th episode. Joining us again is As from Heel versus Babyface. We're going to be talking. We're probably going to be gushing. I'm very curious as to Az's thoughts on WoW Classic. It came out. It's almost been out for a month. I'm still getting cute times. I don't know about everybody else here uh, watching the podcast live or in chat, but guys, if you don't know about the Casually Hardcore Podcast, we are on all platforms where podcasts can be found. Uh, Spotify, iTunes, Google Play, The Cloud, uh, up above Az's head, right? <laughs> I didn't know what he was doing, but now I understand. Uh, so, uh, we're uh, please go and check that out. Hopefully you enjoy. If you uh, listen on any of those platforms, be sure to leave us a review. It really helps us out. But Az, dude, what is your hot take from WoW Classic? Originally, you were thinking maybe you wouldn't check it out, but... Obviously, the three of us are all playing it, and <laughs> I
0: have nothing but positive things to say about it, as shows you. Well, aren't. there was the um, the the only thing that was the the, the only thing which was kind of making me a bit like, eh was Blizzard. Uh, I always had a, the fascination with with uh, wow well, classic, but obviously with what had happened with Blizzard over the last couple of years, mm-hmm. uh, it's kind of like turning just me off the company. Never mind, but I always wanted you know classic to come back, and I always wanted to to play classic. And then when it got nearer the time, obviously you started to feel the hype building and building and you wanted to become part of it. And I had no idea it would explode the way it did. I thought it was going to be good. I thought it was going to be the number one stream game on Twitch, but I would have put it in the realms of maybe 400, 450,000 people watching. So to get 1.2 million people on the launch day was insane. I think it's second only to a fortnight stream uh, and and that's it. So that was absolutely outstanding. And I, I streamed that day as well. And there were a couple of thousand in with me and everyone, like everybody was just so positive and upbeat. And I, I couldn't even recall during this, probably the week long period, anything negative, anything, detracting whatsoever everyone was just so excited to have it back everyone was so excited to be playing it and i think what was most interesting is that most people were actually preferring this play style <laughs> than the current version um and yeah i i personally been just in love in love with it So uh, one of the things, and
1: just as a part of the business for the podcast, uh, one of the things that's been really cool and helped us out is we actually have a partnership with Shadow PC. It's a cloud gaming PC. I'm playing classic in the cloud. And one of the things that really helped me out is the fact that, oh, if I'm not home, I can connect to my PC and say, log in and just be in that five-hour queue. So by the time I'd get home from a meeting or whatever, Chris was out about for some sales stuff for his for his business. And he's like, well, all right, log in from here and just wait in queue. So by the time I got back. So we do want to say thanks to Shadow PC for partnering with us. Link is in the description. We're also using a product. If you guys have uh, ping reduction issues or you, you have problems with your ping, check out Exit Lag for more. Link's in the description as as is uh, kindly pointing out. With the business concluded, uh, we want to we want to talk uh, touch on, it's been an epic month for September, so we want to talk on about what else we might be playing for just a few minutes before we really just talk about WoW Classic, because there's some really interesting implications here. I think WoW Classic, at its core, is an interesting case study, because it comes back to the concept of, you think you do, but you don't, and I think, so far, the community is saying, uh-uh, we do. No, we, we do. <laughs> yeah, we, we, <laughs> we do, really, but... Really do. <laughs> the, it, that's going to have to be obviously measured with time. But as are you playing anything else? Uh, Cause I think the thing for me is I've been playing a lot of gears five, but I'm, I'm, I'm crazy stupid for that, for that series. Uh, what about you?
0: Like you just wow. Classic. Or are you playing anything like um, waves or 14 or three things? Ironic. Cause Chris has said that as well. I've got three things on the go at the moment. Um, I have classic. Wow. Which I haven't, t- I've been ill for a couple of weeks. You're going to have to forgive the voice and uh, I'm just coming out of it now. And because I've done everything with my um, like subscriber base, fan base, with classic WoW, being ill was is a perfect opportunity just to get lost in it. But I don't, I didn't want to because I wanted to to share it with my my audience. And so I've not touched it since the last time we we streamed. But that's purely because of where I want to pick it up with my my uh, my audience. So I had to find something else. Obviously, there's Final Fantasy XIV, but. Uh, I've been hitting a lot of Destiny too, um, in the last in the last couple of weeks. I've been hammering some Destiny 2, and I've I'm in love with this game right now. Yeah, it's uh, it's inc- It feels like a a, a game. It, fully, it feels like a fully realized game. Mm-hmm. Um, one of my friends uh, persuaded me to to pick up Forsaken, and I was I was a bit uh, kind of you know nervy about it after the launch. Rightfully of so. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And first two expansions, you know, it was like, oh, we're still on the same Destiny One track here. This is not good. And uh, so I was like, no, fool me once, shame on me. Fool me twice, shame on you. You Shame on you. Fool me twice, shame (laughs) on me. So it's like, this is my fault now that I that I'm playing it. So I'm not. I'm gonna I'm gonna leave it alone. Mm. And um, I started to hear some some decent things, some decent mumblings and stuff. And so I picked up forsaken and i picked up the season pass as well uh because some of it was locked off which i wasn't too happy about the price around it but yeah um that everything that's in the game now this feels like this is what destiny 2 should have been when it came out it's 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 so good there's there's so many different activities for you to jump into uh to, to get involved with searches things to aim for Things to achieve. Jump into. I love Gambit. I'm I'm a huge Gambit. Are you a
1: Prime guy or are you just a normal Gambit guy?
0: Um, I I kind of prefer the Prime. Okay, but I'll jump into both. It's so
1: interesting. Like the community is very visibly divided because it's like you either like one or the other. Anyway, sorry. Oh no,
0: I I I like both. I I I got I got the the uh, the Prime uh, being a singular game uh, just makes it a little bit more frenetic. Uh, and just a little bit you know you just you kind of feel as if the stakes are slightly raised in that in that one but i do like this slightly slower pace of the original gambit because you got two rounds if you lose a round, you're still in it and there's been plenty of gambit matches uh, thank you ham you're beautiful as well <laughs> um there's been plenty of matches where we've lost the first round won the second round and then you know maybe lost the third maybe won the third but there's been and it's you know it's like really weird because like I could leave a gambit match lose after losing two one and been like God that was close that was good yeah you know not be, be like uh, uh. you no know, it's just like oh, get you know we'll get him next time we'll get you next time mate um, and then I've been loving the um, uh, what's it called the uh, that like the treasure the treasure thing uh, I forget what, menagerie
1: yeah
0: uh, going through the menagerie I've been I've been thoroughly enjoying the menagerie stuff. Um, Jumping in with people about that. Do you
1: play on PC or do you play on console
0: for uh, Destiny? I'm on PS4, okay. but I do have it on. and P- oh, We all got it for free, didn't we? We all got yeah. it for free. <laughs> um, but I, I, but I think now you can cross say,
1: huge, huge addition. And honestly, like going from like even an Xbox One X, and then going over to PC, it is just mind blowing. The performance and menus and how everything. It's like people were like, "Oh, you're playing it like man." The load times on this game are long. Switch over to PC. It's like this is the premiere experience this yeah, is the premier yeah, yeah. version of destiny but
0: i'm just kind of like to try on pc it is one that i think i'd like to try and not a first person shooter guy on pc but i could do the ultimate scene i still play on
1: controller and just laugh yeah, when, yeah. I, when i kill people in pvp i'm like i'm a controller player
0: bitch. <laughs> <laughs> but i don't know if you saw a few days ago i posted a, a little snippet as in gambit and um i went through the portal and I just took all the whole team out in, yeah. in with six seconds still left. Nice. So that's what four players in 24 seconds took them all out. First time, only time I'd ever done that. <laughs> just, it's the, always, the it's always good when you get those moments. Adrenaline surge on there. So yeah, Destiny 2's been taking a, a, a lot of my time up and I've been you know, i am I'm, I'm I'm really hopeful for Shadowkeep. Keep. And I'm I'm really because it kind of does have um Sort of reflections of The Taken King, and The Taken King was the, mm-hmm. the premiere uh, part of, of the original Destiny, if you ask me. And, uh, and I, think, I think Bungie handled the, the break from Activision really well. And recently they, they came out and they said, hey, you know, we've got nothing against Activision. We just had a different direction. We both had different directions where we wanted to go. Yeah. But that in itself said everything. It, it said Activision wanted to go this way, but we want to go that way. And I think Bungie do certainly appear to be more customer focused, player focused. What do you like? Let's give you what you like. And, um, yeah, it's right now Destiny 2 is one of the best games out there, I think.
1: Chris, now, one of the things that Chris has told me a lot in private is that the development of WoW Classic kind of bringing this back kind of full circle is that wow classic recruited people paid them less because they couldn't that the budget was less for it and people because of the passion that they <coughs> had for the classic game uh accepted that they're like i'll come at this you know and so they took pay cuts to come work on classic and i think that's something that shows and what you're referring to when we're seeing the future of destiny kind of that separation, but also with WoW Classic that we're seeing it. Chris, like you've been playing Classic, you've been playing 14 prior to the show. Why don't you update everybody on what you've got and you're playing, and then we're going to dive into the just the, the meat of what Classic means for the future of games.
2: Yeah, yeah. So what Brian's talking about is, is that the, I've I've met with some part of a, an online community um, that has a lot of game devs in it. And uh, I mean, game devs in general take pay cuts. That's not unique to WoW Classic. Um, especially when you talk about skill sets that are directly applicable, things like network engineers, systems engineers, things like that, where they could literally pick up their toolbox and go to a non-gaming industry tomorrow. Um, they take huge pay cuts, but I do know some that moved from one sector, one portion of gaming, over to Blizzard specifically to work on WoW Classic, and that that did entail a pay cut for them because Blizzard just is like, hey we don't think this thing's going to be that successful. We can only throw so much money at it, uh, which, you know, hopefully they were like, all right, all right. But my pay cut, if you guys do well, you you got to owe me that back. So hopefully they, they get something for all this success, but uh, not privy to that, that conversation. So that aside, um, WoW Classic is an interesting thing to balance with 14. So we just came out of the live letter and I'm spending almost all of my time Wild WoW Classic and 14, and my break game, my game like Palette Cleanser, has been Halo 5, which has been out forever, uh, and, and is still just holding up wonderfully. Like Call of Duty, get your act together. <laughs> Learn from Halo 5. Uh, like way to go, way to deliver a game that I can still log on. I mean, how old is Halo 5 now?
1: It's, uh, it's actually the longest running gap between a Halo game, so it's at five years. And um, five
0: years, yeah, <laughs> it's forever. And, well, and that's where oh. I'm so
1: happy Infinity is actually launching on the next Xbox from just a like a base technical spec thing. Just like, don't even bother last, last year, Xbox it's One, good. say goodbye. It's Look, still outside November of the campaign. Let's just separate like what they did in the campaign. Oh. It's a game that we never touch, and then the, the PvP is great.
2: <laughs> so, yeah. um, so i spent all my time in in classic and in 14, and or. It's interesting going back and forth because they're going two totally different directions and I'm enjoying the ride on both. Um, and I think that that's a, that says a lot for like Yoshi-P and his team where they've kind of discovered their identity and they said, we don't need to play catch up with anybody else. We're just gonna stick to what works for us um, because it would be really easy to see like the gap between these is huge. And so I, I'd be interested in kind of getting y'all's thoughts on this. Mm-hmm. Classic seems to lean into this like I logged in yesterday and in the process of trying to complete one quest, the respawn was so heavy that I played for over an hour, I leveled an entire time, and I only completed one quest and one handed. So I played for an hour, and I completed one quest, and I was in the direction with an item already in my inventory that I also turned in. That's all I achieved. Meanwhile, on 14, we just got our live letter this week, and so I just think this is interesting for like what's working for WoW Classic and they are simplifying crafting, they're simplifying descent, they've already simplified tanks. They're like, they're going the total other direction. Like they're, they're making the game more accessible. The word accessible was used in so many of the features. So many of the features was, how do we get more players involved in this feature? Um, and so playing both of those, it's just this really stark contrast. And I, I don't know what you guys think of that. Like one game is so inaccessible. Like I walked back to my body three times because something spawned on me while I was eating and drinking. you die and and then the other game like is is making things easier than ever before i want
0: to know your thoughts as that that, we're going to toss you to that that question first um one of the things to me that's been the, the the standout for classic is the danger uh, I actually feel as if I'm in a dangerous world. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I, I'm looking over my shoulder all the time. I've got paranoia. Um, you know, I'd never feel safe, even when I could break. If I have run away from something and break out of combat, and I'm just oh, like, can happens. I rest? Can I eat? Can I drink? I don't know. I'm looking around because the <laughs> next threat is just is just there, and I, and I think that's so so fun. I think it's just so much fun to be in this 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 uh, world, this environment where any. Sort of lapse in concentration uh, could be your undoing, and then oh great, corpse run time, uh, and then you you know you're running back to your corpse. And I'm finding half the time I'm getting killed and running back to a corpse. I'm just laughing. I'm just laughing at, at the situation that uh, got me into that predicament. And um, where is it? Is it done done uh, done tomorrow? Wherever uh, at the end of Hillsbrad, and I. Uh-huh. T- you end up with a group of people there, and when you're infiltrating that place, oh my lordy. It was just hilarious because they're Human these arts, elites, yeah. and you're getting tr- through and you're managing to fight to a certain area, then all the bloody elites are spawning behind you and they're all in front of you, and it's just like we have go no best. yeah, we gotta go on, we gotta press on. We can't turn back. There's we're beyond the point of no return now. <laughs> and so you you're fighting on and then some some other group comes in, and then there's a misfire, and suddenly everyone gets pulled in from all sides, and it's oh geez, everyone's running, and it's chaotic, and and that chaos in itself, because it's an organic thing, it's not a forced uh, point of the game. The game is not forced this; it's the player reaction uh, and interaction that has forced this. And you know, you could be running, or run, let's just run, 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 everyone just run to the exit, regroup. Come back in, see where we are. I've just found points like that in the game so much fun, just highly enjoyable. And uh, so yeah, I, I, I like that. I like that yeah. difficulty. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so so, how do
2: you feel about that with fourteen? Does that mean that the modern MMO needs to get harder?
0: Like, well, what, think, is, what uh, is classic telling us? With with 14, one of the reasons why I love fourteen so much is because it didn't compromise. Uh, you know, I loved the, the fact that the crafting system was so complex and, and that if you wanted to, to get through it, yeah, it's going to cost you millions of guild to do so, but the end reward can be you just have to craft a couple of things, a couple of HQ things. and Before you know it, you can make your money back in, in, in no time. So it's it's kind of like a risk-reward system uh, into how much you, you invest. And obviously, the more uh, crafting skills you get up, uh, the easier it is uh, to do another one because you have a high-level character, high-level crafting system to, to to get farm the mats or whatever it may be. So every, every subsequent crafting job gets cheaper and cheaper and cheaper and easier and easier and easier. And easier and the investment is time, as opposed to money. Da da da. You know, gear, etc. Gear can be passed down, all that kind of stuff. So I, I don't like the sound of simplification i don't like the sound of accessibility um because i think it's a very accessible game and i think uh things like the dubbing down as what caused people to leave games like world of warcraft and and look for other alternatives out there and that's why i think heaven's ward picked up such a an abundance of players is because suddenly in warlords adrenal you literally had nothing they dubbed the game down to such a degree there was nothing for people to do. And then Heavens Ward was this non-compromising. To me, when it comes to something like crafting, crafting is, is not an essential part of the game. It, it it's an additional aspect. And so if you make it accessible to everyone, then what is the point in really having it in the first place? Because everyone can do everything. Mm-hmm. Whereas when you when you make it complex, when you make it Time sync, money sync, uh, you know, you have your unspoiled nodes coming up at set times, set periods, etc. Then it kind of weeds out the chaff. Mm-hmm. And so you, you have the people who, who are there invested and want, and want to do that. And the thing with gear in Final Fantasy 14 is you can get top level gear through multiple different avenues. Raiding, crafting, through uh, accumulation of tomes, etc, cetera, etc. Cetera. You know, and they're all pretty much on par you know they're all pretty much there and thereabouts with each other so you have different options how to get it so to me crafting is something that you've gotta put the investment in but you get the reward out of it because the people who can't be bothered to do the crafting suddenly become your customers and they're the people who are just like well i can't be bothered to crafting i'm going to use my money to buy this and buy that uh, and th- and that's how you start to make your money back and start to make the investment worthwhile in, in, in the crafting. Um, World of Warcraft, the crafting in classic feels currently useful mm-hmm. because you are getting those extra buffs on your character. You are getting that nicer gear that you can actually get the upgrade for. So it's all feeling useful. Whereas on on live, it, it's like, eh, you know, there doesn't feel any point to it whatsoever because it's so accessible. It's so easy for everyone to do that you can smash out your levels to get it to top. Uh, and you can pretty much get, especially now with the, the Junkatron, whatever it is, uh-huh. you can just keep on accumulating materials that you've got this constant surplus of materials. I, I think everyone's got a gazillion surplus materials in the current version of the game. There's just not using, there's just no need, no necessity for them. And there's just no necessity for the crafting. So when you make it too accessible then everyone can do it everyone looks at it as a compulsory task because it's so accessible so easy to do and it loses its prominence and it loses its um relevance and it kind of crashes everything in terms of like market you know why why who really goes to the marketplace to buy gear now yeah
1: you do like there's in 14 there is this kind of time frame when that becomes relevant, right? Like with 5.2, there'll be new crafting gear so that everybody, the hard-end raiders, can go purchase it. And then eventually, from a price perspective, it's a little bit more as catch-up gear. Like, okay, you can go catch up by doing these things or you can just drop in gill. Now, I want to put a, co- a concept here in uh, just kind of setting, um, at least my expectation is that I stepped into WoW Classic with Chris. I haven't had as much time to play as I would like. That's the fact of being an adult. But honestly, I'm very happy by that fact. The fact that WoW is unapologetically not accessible. WoW Classic in that case, right? <laughs> it doesn't have to be a game for me, and that's the way I look at it. But when I step into it, I have no nostalgia. I'm not a WoW Classic player. I didn't play in vanilla. I touched it a little bit during the Burning Crusade uh, casually, very casually. Hit level 30 or 40, kind of year around. It's just... Barely touched it. And uh Final Fantasy has always been my my bread and butter. But when I stepped into WoW Classic and I started playing it, the pace and the speed and what I told Chris before we even, you know, got onto this podcast to record was that the world feels so big. You know, it feels so unapologetically dangerous. It feels that uh that you I, I don't know i feel rooted to it in a weird way i don't feel like again connected from a nostalgia factor which a lot of people are like oh it's just nostalgia that are bringing people in i'm like oh i'm playing with friends social aspects have a huge uh thing but i want to tell you a brief story what my experience was today the, Which nostalgia
0: was, can't hold people it
1: can't you know and not for the long term it can it can no. it can be a nice little drug a nice it, hit with, of dopamine you know mm. you know in that regards that people are like oh that was nice and then move on but I was running this quest and there was another person next to me and they were kind of killing the same enemies. We ended up partnering up together and, and attacking the, the, the quest because it was safer. It ended up being more efficient and it was enjoyable and thus essentially kind of Chris's hypothesis about like, you know, like how flying has impacted the world. Like when you look at 14 and I said that if they took it out as a hypothetical of 14, they would have to do some serious other changes to the gameplay and the design because when it's when you have that aspect it's easy to jump around from fate to fate to fate but if you couldn't have that ability if it took you 20 minutes to run across the map you know Mm -hmm. like if it took you a long time to move like you would have a whole different experience and they would have to either fundamentally uh change things either make fates last longer because it knows that it's going to take a lot longer for people to get to the fate because they're going to have to run across the map or uh you know have to funnel more people into the map so that more people are participating at different, uh, different sections and different areas. So that's just kind of where I was come Like the, the, we brought up the term accessibility and I think that's going to be a real big theme of this podcast. We'll have to wait and see, but
0: there Classic is. Classic also has options. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And this is what, this is what expansions don't have or have certainly filtered out over the years. Like Azeroth is so big Eastern Kingdoms, Kalimdor. They're massive continents. And you have so many different options about where you can go to level. You can stick around in Hillsbrad for freaking ages. Or mm-hmm. you can nip across to Desolus. You can nip across to the Barrens. to nip across to a Thousand Needles. You can go to the Wetlands. You can do this. You can do that. There are so many different choices for you that you can find a place that you're comfortable with or you can go out and see the big wide world. Mm-hmm. And when every expansion comes along, the continents are getting smaller and smaller and smaller and smaller. And so even in Wrath of the Lich King, you still had certain options about leveling. Do I start off at, um, uh, in, in I was going to say Boralus, it's not, uh, the Borean Tundra, or do I go across to the other one? Do I then move across to, um, you know, this area, that area, that area, that area. You did have some options available. Even at top, do I get a storm's peaks or ice crown? You right. still had you still had your options there. But that's all gone now. That's all gone. It's all been it's all been replaced with well, you gotta do every zone, but you just get to choose which way you do it. You just get to choose which one you go to first. But ultimately you're just doing the same thing. And so we no longer have those choices. The worlds feel tiny because we don't have those choices, we don't have those options, we don't have those bigger lands to say, right, well, this time we're going to do this route, next time we're going to do that route. We haven't gone or accessed this level at all, this zone at all. Let's just go there for the narrative portion of it or whatever, you know, or the crafting part, whatever it may be. And and that is what I think makes Classic unique, because it's open world for a start, it's not zonal. Open world and open worlds make games feel massive. Mm-hmm. They, you know, now we've got Sandbox and Sandbox can't touch open worlds because Sandbox they're saying, well, well this is a big area. You, you, you do something. Whereas <laughs> an MMO RPG was like, there's a big area and we provided everything for you. So you know, we've always got regressive technology nowadays, regressive gameplay term, uh, technology because. You know, you're having all these games trying to do massive open world sandboxes, but you're you got to provide the fun. You got to you got to work out stuff to do, and they're, and they're providing such little activities or secrets or whatever it is to get involved with. But when you have these colossal uh, continents, and you can choose where you go, and there could be at certain points, like I, well, I'm level 36 right now. I've got. I'm in no rush to level up, no mm-hmm. rush whatsoever. I, 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 I'm just enjoying my time. I'm enjoying this whole experience. I can go to so many different areas right now. It's ridiculous. The I could go to Stranglethorn. I can go to Hill. I can stay in Hillsbrad. I can go across to Arathi. Uh, I can go into uh, Desolace. I can go to a Thousand Needles. I can find something to do that will impact and level my character. In probably seven odd zones right now. Mm-hmm. It's crazy. It's phenomenal. And it and it just adds to the experience because I can always return back at another time, or if I do, because World of Warcraft is a singular character game, if I do roll an ult I can have a completely different experience, a completely different adventure. Yep. And then on top of that, you've got the factions. So when he, if you flip factions, it's a completely different set of stories, complete set of everything everywhere. So that is why I think Classic has such a, uh, you know, such as, no pun intended, but this wow factor. Mm -hmm. Because it was just, there is so much available for you to do and we've laid it all out. You just choose where you want to go and how you want to experience it
1: now I want to ask you a kind of a question this is to both of you guys just regarding the social aspect of classic I've uh, talked about essentially what the the cost of matchmaking has been in in recent titles and i i'm I'm a, I'm a ma- I love matchmaking I'm I'm a crack addict you know when it comes down to it matchmaking is like cracked don't take it take it away from me um <laughs> I have to have it but at the same time I think it's incredibly expensive it's obviously addicting and it's totally reshaped social aspect of it now classic doesn't have those concepts but what it does have what it didn't have in the start is streaming all three of us here stream we all have our communities uh we all are able to engage in in that kind of content so it is a little bit of a twist on the classic experience right you know in in that regard so i'm curious as as to your thoughts chris as well regarding the social aspect but how technology is actually reshaping our experience with WoW Classic.
0: Um excess well, matchmaking it, it, it can work for certain games and it can not be relevant. When I say relevant, it, it can be actually detrimental to others. Like a game from like Destiny, an FPS, mm-hmm. I think benefits massively from matchmaking. Uh, it gets everyone in a shooter, into the same environment quickly. Uh, So if you have tougher end content, you can get straight onto it. In an MMORPG, things are slightly different because the whole pace of the game is meant to be slower. You know, every expansion lasts approximately two years of your life. And everyone is rushing to put in catch-up mechanics, catch-up mechanics. Why? You have two years. To, to, to experience everything. And so in like your current version of the game, if you have like matchmaking, you start to peel away in an MMO, the social fabric of a game, because the more accessible it is, you just get people together quickly. They do the event quickly because everything's made quick. So you can get in, out, put the kettle on and it's that word accessibility again. We want to make this dungeon accessible. Instead of this dungeon being a 30 minute dungeon like it used to be, it's now gonna be a 10 minute dungeon so people can get in out and you and you peel away and you lose the social fabric of the game people stop talking to each other you mentioned yourself chris and i, I smiled mm-hmm. when you said it because it, it happens organically when you're in an area and you're killing mobs and mm-hmm. then you see somebody else and they're killing mobs and you're in the same faction and then suddenly you organic, it's like magnets coming together you just you get closer and closer and then you're just like hey buddy should we uh should we uh team up together because again and it's when he said safety in numbers which I thought was great because you're now stronger you're now leveled up you've leveled you've grouped together you've got stronger there's going to be some social interaction between you because you've organically communicated with each other mm-hmm. hi want to group up want to help doing this how many more do you need i've got these uh you know so there's just organic conversations which start to develop and who knows you could get along and you could start having fun with each other and you could start building a friendship with each other and then they get added to the friends list. And then it's a person for the future. And, and, and you could meet up in another zone or you could talk to them in a week down the line, or you could see them, uh, you know, uh, about two, three weeks, two or three months down the line. How are you getting on? How are you doing it? Blah, blah, blah. Whatever it may be. Come join our guild, come in our guild. We'll, we'll give you help. So you start to have these more organic relationships together. Matchmaking when it gets too simplified, like you get into a group finder today on an MMO, there's there's no conversation, right? There's no true trunk conversation going on. How fast and, can we get this done? Yeah, how fast can it snap through these people? that us snap through these people. That isn't a social game. That isn't a fun activity to do. You know, if you yeah, want to have chat in the first place. exactly but if you if you want because it's obviously it's for the for the people who do want to but Mm -hmm. if you want to turn an mmo rpg a game which is meant to bring people together into a solo experience why not create just a single player rpg i think that's what a lot of people are craving right because when you look at this is this is why though because they're making Mm -hmm. mmos homogenized to there's no point in an mmo for all these for, for so many of these games there's no point in wow world of warcraft right now today current version no fu- you're good nearly 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 frenched <laughs> nearly frenched there is no freaking point in it being an mmorpg because you barely unless you are top end raiding or or doing like a your mythic plus you don't have to talk to a soul you don't have to have any social interaction. You don't have to be in a guild. You don't have to do anything of that level. Everything that you need to do, you can queue up at a touch of the button. I can queue up for a raid. I can queue up for a dungeon. I, you know, I, can, I can just um, take a get on the mountain, fly to this point. I can fly to that point. You don't have to talk to anyone. You don't have to have any social interaction with it. The only thing is there are other people around you. whoop you doo you could just change those all out for NPCs. It wouldn't make any difference.
1: With, uh, with 14, the classic example, because 14, as, a, as it relates to classic, especially Shadowbringers, they attempted to try to uh, address some of those classic ideas uh, in different ways. Uh, Eureka is a good example of that. For me, Eureka was more of the uncanny valley. Like I was like, it's almost ready. It's almost there. And ideally, I'm really excited to see what they do for the next relic as it relates to that, because they have they had that social aspect. One of the things a lot of people really enjoyed about it was you would zone in, and then everybody was yelling and chatting, and we were all teaming up and trying to figure things out. And it and that's what a lot of people said. Man, it reminds me of the good old days. Of the MMO, where people actually talked, so, right. Yeah.
0: And I, I, I loved the relic from the, um, from Stormblood. Mm-hmm. I loved it. I, I, I loved the, you know, I know it wasn't some people's <laughs> cup of tea, but I right. just absolutely adored getting to the area and and then grouping up with a massive bunch of people. I felt part of a process. I felt part of a social gathering. I felt part of a group. You felt uh, part of the, the world yeah I, f- I felt as if we were all but more importantly i felt like we we're all helping each other mm-hmm. we all had a common goal and we we're all helping each other yet yeah, some people would leave other people would replace them but you'd you'd often find that banter started to happen you know people communicating what's popping what's come up which mm-hmm. which uh notorious monsters come here what what notorious monsters has gone there uh and so you just started again you just i just felt when i used to stream it when, when i when i do some streams this this is why I would I would always um, rave about this when I talk to my to my audience about it because it did. Fit, I was like, "Hey, look, people! I'm grouping up. I'm grouping up with others. You know, I can't do this on my own. This this whole area is not designed for that. This whole area is designed for social gathering, for social interaction, and not just a couple massive groups mm-hmm. to come together for these for these notorious monsters and stuff."
2: Now, there's a cost of player agency, right? So what mm-hmm. we're talking about is that desi- that ability of a player to create their own experience, That's that ability to, yeah. to influence their experience, which is something that happens in WoW. It's not a class that created it. It's not a quest that created it. Player agency is that moment that you feel that your interaction with that Murloc quest was yours and it was yours because we accidentally pulled them all at once we were with a group and this guy was polymorphing them and we were barely alive and we made it out and you know and a a spider dropped its eye the first time that's crazy like there's these moments that were yours and it's not something but the cost is Shadowbringers. you can't have that So Shadowbringers was this incredible story. It's this incredible award-winning movie that we all went and saw. And we all went to the movie theater on different days in different parts of the world. And we all had the same experience. We all got to live and breathe that moment together. And now we get to share that through the, I guess, lighter multiplayer aspect of 14, where we get to kind of go in and we get to run those dungeons again. We get to chat with each other. We get to form these communities and share that, but it is it is not as visceral as what you get in World of Warcraft in trade for being guaranteed, right? There's a bar there. That Academy Award-winning movie is always gonna be at least good to everybody that partakes in it. There are people that will join WoW Classic, have a miserable experience, and quit. Mm-hmm. Um, and so that's the, that's the cost. Uh, so like it's, I love both of these games, but I think they're doing something very distinctly different. Uh, and
0: the the Shadowbringers is, like I said, it's, the story is unbelievably good. When you break it down, it's just obscenely good. Vanilla WoW, Classic WoW, whichever way you want to put it, when Vanilla came out back in its day, it wasn't trying to say, um, it wasn't trying to tell a huge story so much as it was saying, there are things that have been going on This is why the Forsaken are here, because of Arthas and the King. These are events that have happened because of the Warcraft series, Mm -hmm. but it was allowing people to to create the world, to make the world feel alive. It was so much more a social gathering Mm -hmm. as opposed to a narrative gathering. You know, where people would go, oh, I'm coming together because this is a a Blizzard-orientated game. I'm coming together because it's got this character or that character. It wasn't that. It's I'm joining World of Warcraft because you're getting these huge groups of people. You're getting these massive guilds. You're getting these huge raids. You know, it's really hard. It's really tough. You've got to team up with people. Everything, all the emphasis was social, 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 social. Mm-hmm. 15 years later... Don't want to talk to anyone. Don't want to talk to anyone. That's that's where we've gone in design. The the the, the, the agency's been taken away so much, it's now a uh, a solo, non-interactive, non productive uh experience. Whereas 15 years ago, and this is why I think people are gravitating back towards it, because it is it was built and developed on social activity, people coming together. And games just don't do that anymore. So what happens at the
2: end of it? What happens at the end of, of, I mean, two years, right? We're on an accelerated schedule because <coughs> there isn't going to be progression. So in-game Raiders, they're going to figure out how to execute something and then they're going to move on to the next thing. They know how parry haste works. They know how hit rating works. They know how boss mechanics works. They know where the gear drops. So there isn't any surprises. And so, um, you know, on Courage, if they don't change the set of ingredients to do an AQ unlock for a server, it's gonna be unlocked day one. World first servers are gonna have those materials built up in their banks, and they are going to drop, you know, 16 bajillion, whatever it was, rune cloth or whatever, bandages. And then, you know, you need 25,000 heavy bandages. Well, we've worked together with the other three top guilds on our server, and we have them in stock. And so when that patch drops, it's not gonna be this sudden, Market breaking moment like it was the first time. It's going to be instant. So what happens at the end? Do we do we relaunch it like a season? Do we go into the burning crusade?
0: That's that's just the cost of time, you know. Because time time is told what you know we we all need. Uh, I think ultimately, when it comes to to classic, people are looking to to get together for the raid experiences. You know the the unlockings of Anchorage. Yeah. You're never going to be able to recreate that because people know what's required of them. They can prep. They can, you know, all this stuff. They can be ready. That's an, that's an unfortunate uh, casualty of this. But the actual Anchorage experience itself, the actual Anchorage raid, holy cow, I'm going to have probably hours of fun just watching videos, possibly on stream, of Cthulhu wipes.
2: Have you run it for transmog? Have you gone back and run that in Raytail solo?
0: Yeah, 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 yeah. I've got all this stuff.
2: So because those 40 man raids were meant to be 40 people, those Mm. hallways are enormous. Yeah. Like when you're in there alone, yeah. Like it's it's huge because you, every pole was this whole mechanically, thing mechanically, yeah. and there was all of this stuff happening. But like when you're in there by yourself, just one-shotting everything, you're like, What is all this space? For? But
0: just imagine it, that you're gonna have 39 you had mounts going through Kuthun, you had going through Anchorage, it's gonna be
2: bonkers. Specific dungeon mounts designed to be used inside of Anchorage because the, the, the zone was just that big. I mean, if you die on Cthulhu, like
0: Scorpion Lord. Oh, Scorpion Lord man. <laughs>
2: Some of those walkbacks are long. Don't die. Um, oh, I know, and then, I know. Uh, and then the bonus boss, which can only have damage done by, like, uh there's only a certain type of damage that can do to it. So when you go to run it for transmog, or it's an item that frees it up, I don't remember, I, but there's... There
0: are multiple creatures out there. I, I was fighting a creature the other day, and I was, I was casting Immolate on it, and it was coming up immune. So we've been talking... Viruses.
1: So we've been talking a lot about, obviously, Wild Classic and fourteen. It's something that we all share and just have a huge passion for. But the other kind of, I guess, uh, elephant in the room is still retail. It's BFA. Mm-hmm. It's 9.0. It's the the rumors or the confirmed rumors of the level squish. It's the the aspect in which that... Uh, it's a game in which that I think people are legitimately frustrated with it, and they've been for a while. What I've always kind of said was that the the exodus that happened with BFA didn't surprise me. The writing was always on the wall. What it was was the I think the kind of the glass shattering moment a lot of people had where they're like, "I'm actually not having fun." All the data that they are like, "Oh, people are having fun because blah blah blah." Eventually, it's like the the sunk in cost was just too much and all of a sudden there became a real viable competitor at least in their minds especially as Shadowbringers was was ramping up to say like hey there's this other thing this is other place that people who have uh had that that transition over to but what can bfa learn from wow classic i think 14 can also learn something from it and if it's successful because one of the questions we have is how long do we think it can hold up my hope is for a long time my hope is that my personal hope is that it sets up a whole nother timeline in how MMOs and what people find and they enjoy and how it's how they're developed going forward for the as long as there's a market to support it, because the you think you do, but you don't is rooted in, you know, there's no business acumen. There's no reason there's no nobody's going to play this game. So why are we going to support it? That is currently being held true. But can retail learn anything? Is there any is there any hope for the future uh, of World of Warcraft? as it's set based off of its roots?
2: Well, I mean, 8.2 was a huge step in the right direction. Like you can't, you can't, if you, I think 8.2 was a better patch than 8.1. I think that there's still a long way to go. Like you can't, you can't undo five years in one patch, but I think 8.2 was better than Um, 8.0. They've got systems that are, people are engaging with. I think the problem is that you, you have to appeal to a broader sense than just like, I like it, and there are other people who don't. You have to be able to appeal to everybody the way WoW Classic did. And so there, there's still people that don't like 8.2. Um, and that's a problem, is how do you appeal broad scale? And how do you swing back without disengaging the people who are engaged now? Because we've seen that in games like Destiny, right? When you appeal to the audience you've lost, you can sometimes lose the audience you have. And so you, mm-hmm. you have to be really careful to not disenfranchise the people who, who are still playing. Um, that's a tough question. I, I don't think 9.0 is doomed out of the gate. I mean, they can do something good. They just have to show us. Do you Dragon, do feel differently
0: as? Uh, I, I'm, I'm not a fan of 8.2. I think it's dull as dishwater. Um, it, it doesn't offer anything different. Yeah, it, it wraps a couple of things up in a, in a different uh, skin, but this WoW's problem for years is it, it's not offering anything different. I don't think, without trying to be pessimistic, it's not an, an attempt to be pessimistic. I don't. You have the person who said, "I think you think you do, but you don't." The, is the president of the company now? He's the guy running the show. Or he's at least the puppet master for Activision. And he's having his strings pulled. Which is a different story for a different time. But this is the person who has gone to Star Wars Galaxies and, and said, hey, Jedi's for everyone. And and ruined that. And then he's come over to uh, World of Warcraft and he's gone, uh, you want... Because the whole you think you do, but you don't. He's What he's saying is you want our design of the game, not the old version of the game. That's, that's intrinsically what he's saying. Mm-hmm. No, you want the current version. You don't want the way it used to be. And he's wrong. And he's been proven wrong. And I guarantee you, Retail WoW will not change a jot. Because what they'll say is, you want that style of play, you've got WoW Classic. Mm-hmm. Maybe, WoW Classic, they'll do classic Burning Crusade servers two, three years down the line, where you'll have the option to transfer your character from the classic server to the new Burning Crusade server and you, so you can continue from there or maintain your classic. They, they might do something like that. But if you want that type of gameplay, you want that style of game, there it is for you. Current World of Warcraft is for everyone. It's the big smiley... Ronald McDonald. Right, but what if Uh,
1: current Warcraft represents five percent of the uh, the WoW population? What if it represents two, one percent? Like, what if it's essentially they're like, well, obviously we were wrong. Like, I don't know what that percentage number looks like, but at some point when the numbers come back, and if they're just pissing money down the toilet. Uh, because they're continuing to invest in retail, but everybody's spending their time in classic. Like I'm, they, they I'm they sub, but people. I am.
0: I have not. I'm not installing retail. I have no intention think, to play retail. The, I don't think these people can do it. I don't. I don't believe in this team. I don't believe in this current World of Warcraft team at all. I don't believe in Ian House Costas. I don't believe in Jay Allen Barack. I don't believe in these people. Uh, I don't believe that the they are the people who who could, even if they had. The 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 remit are saying, right, mm-hmm. the next World of Warcraft expansion is going back to its roots. I don't think they understand the roots. I don't th- it be- it's taken so long for classic to come around, and it seems more not out of any sort of right. uh altruistic uh desire for people to have it. It's more out of god damn it, the codes out there. Um Nostalius have said that if we can't work together. They're going to just release the code anyway. We're going to have tons of tons of private servers when we can get the business. How did blizzard get rid of gold sellers? They became the gold seller, right? That's how they got rid of gold sellers. We're going to sell the gold. How would you get rid of pri- classic private servers? You become the classic private server. That's kind of the mentality that it appears to be. I'm not saying it necessarily right. is, but it appears to be. Right,
1: but <laughs> if, we, if we think of just economics and like the invisible hand of kind of any kind of market, the what I would say is that, I, and I've seen this numerous times, it's that we've got so much data. We have machines that can predict with like a great likelihood w- whether women are pregnant or not based off of the things that they purchase in a store. And there's so much data that's out there. And I believe that it's data's only good as long as you're actually reading it and interpreting it correctly. And I would say that the data has shown these individuals and, they're, and these are individuals who are data minded. They're not maybe passionate and a lot of the things why didn't,
0: that why don't you put the data away and listen to people
1: well, right, but how do you do how do you listen to how do you
2: listen to 10 million
1: people Ten million people and i that's really where it comes down to uh like a stark difference kind of bringing back 14 it's
0: the people who scream for, for for the dubbing down yeah. the voice that they've been listening to every time they've conceded and gone down that avenue what's happened to the game it's it's, it's a funnel it's gone smaller and smaller and smaller and smaller and smaller, and smaller. Because it's, 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 when you had Classic, mm-hmm. Classic didn't have a huge subscription base. It was the Burning Crusade that sent everything off into the stratosphere. But the Burning Crusade wouldn't have sent everything off into the stratosphere unless Classic was there. Right, Classic put all the roots, it, it put all the foundations, very strong, firm foundations... And then people were starting to hear a little bit more because it's a new product. So mm-hmm. It takes a while to catch up, uh, catch on. Anyway, people are starting to hear. People are starting to hear about. Wow. Okay. I'm hearing. I'm hearing. I'm hearing. This thing is listening, listening. First expansion comes out. God, people, this expansion is amazing. Right. Okay. We've got to get on this. We've got to get on this now. Then. Mm-hmm. This. This is. This is what a lot And so you get stratosphere. And then, when it came to, to Wrath of the Lich King, made a couple of concessions. But the fundamentals were still the same, in terms of huge open world. Uh, yeah, we bring in, uh, we, we lower the the difficulty for raiding a little bit to get to get a little bit more people into raiding, by bringing in the ramus. But when you still had the ramus, you still had plenty of things to go for: the Undying, uh, Immortal, uh, things like that. So top levels still had plenty of of. of uh, things to to uh, aspire to, to 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 go to. They tried different versions of raids. They tried a, a huge old war raid with a organic heroic progression in the fight, which I personally thought was a great mechanic. You know, you can either just kill the boss, or you can you can uh, initiate the mechanic and turn this into a, a, a heroic fight without having to go. Let's set the difficulty to heroic. Come mm. in. Let's have raid finder. Let's have normal. Let's have heroic. Let's have mythic. You had a much more organic experience when it came to that. You didn't clutter raiding up too much. I know people don't some a lot of people didn't like top. I thought top was good. I thought because it just had a different raid experience. You were just in a tournament. It was different. Mm-hmm. You know, the whole thing surrounding it. I thought was was a, a really good idea. And then you had the ultimate raid uh, of Ice Crown Citadel, um, and I'm just putting Halley on uh, aside because you know that was kind of like chucked in just for shits and giggles. Um, but they still had everything that World of Warcraft um, gave you in in the previous expansions, while just adding that that layer, that little layer uh, of accessibility too. When they started to to go. On the flip side, is when they changed the world, when they concentrated all their, their uh, thoughts into the wrong area. We've change changed Azeroth. We need to redo all the quests, all the work's going into there. What about the end game? Balls, we haven't got one. <laughs> what about Deathwing? We haven't done any development work with them whatsoever. There's there's no development. There was no development going forward. So suddenly we, we had like wonderful characters... Arthur's so much lore behind him. Illidan, so much lore behind him. Broken heroes. You know, people who um, wanted to do the right thing, but had very different ways of going about it. Mm-hmm. Illidan's was um, whatever the cost.
2: Right. <coughs> the end's just by the means. Oh, so yeah. as long as he's successful, he will yep. sacrifice his own people if he
0: <coughs> If I have to kill 10,000 to save a million type of person...
2: And if I have to do it myself, I will.
0: But it got out of hand, and yeah, and then you get you got you got ego, you got this, you got the other, that all came in. Arthur's so determined that he he fall he becomes the thing he didn't want to be. He, he becomes the thing he he was actually trying to, to chase. In the Almost beautifully so. Past- yeah, best one of the best stories ever told. him. wow, if not the best, probably the best when it comes to Arthur's <coughs> Deathwing.
2: Yeah, I mean As somebody who doesn't just play For for lore um, I enjoyed Cataclysm Uh, Especially Looking back at the sheer Amount of dev time they spent I mean 14 will need a Cataclysm expansion At some point There was a huge amount of, of Backend that was corrected With cataclysm there was a huge amount of going back and rebuilding zones that graphically were just a tax on the system going back and reworking doing the rework of the equivalent of ARR quests i mean cataclysm was their chance to go back and redo all that heavens were i mean uh, 14 is going on it right now so if the back half of Shadowbringer feels light just know that they are compressing all of ARR with their dev resources right now that takes an amount of effort that takes time um, new game plus is a tax on the system and whether or not the system can bear it we have yet to see it could be an incredible expansion all the way through in which case why did cataclysm suck uh, but honestly like i thought cataclysm they were really clever in the way that they masked it they put in things like the battle pet system they put in um the fire lamps so you had this slow unlock where you felt like a little piece of that aq kind of uh, you know, you're attuning to this quest by showing up and telling this story with your daily efforts. Um, That was just a really clever, slow-release Advil. That's all it was. It was just like, well, we can't have people getting to the end of Firelands too quickly, so we'll just gate them by, oh, you haven't done 30 sets of dailies? Well, then you don't have it. So, like, I think Cataclysm was really clever. Um, I think where they started to get off was when they started to compromise with what the community complained about. So you had people saying, well, now I can't catch up because everything's time release." And so Pandaria, like when they started to do things like lift daily caps, that's when the game started to feel but overwhelming. But you also to lost me. your
0: choice. Because up until then, top level uh, leveling had always been choice. Mm-hmm. Throughout Burning Crusade, throughout Classic, throughout Wrath of Lich King. Plenty sure. of choices. Cataclysm you got to go from that zone to that zone to that zone to that zone. The only choice that you had was Bashir or high gel, and that was it. You had your base level start. Otherwise, you're just being funneled in the same direction. Not many choices. When you got to top level, barely anything, because all the <laughs> focus have been on the rebuild of the world. So, yeah, you have this awesome rebuilt world in terms of, you know, you couldn't fly before. Now you can see things from a different perspective. Now you can see fly over Anchorage. Now you've got these... Other zones, Old Doom, suddenly you can see Old Doom. Uh, Arathi Highlands, suddenly that comes on, you know, comes into the equation as well, etc. But the cost was a was a sparse end game with a piss poor villain at the end of it, who did nothing vanish for three quarters of the expansion
1: now i want to i want to bring it kind of back to kind of a a final thought regarding a lot of this because we could i mean i literally we probably could just dedicate a whole podcast as a a podcast itself to the study of like the big mmos out there in this regard and i'd love to have as back because i love his perspective but there's a few things that i think hit on because there i would say and correct me if i'm wrong There's a right level of accessibility, but it seems like it went too far. There's a right level of player agency, but it seems like that's been cut. And I think essentially, uh, and obviously that all gets tied into the concept of what makes an MMO an MMO. And I think the answer that I hear from a lot of people is that social aspect. It's that surviving together or dying alone kind of mentality. Sure. MMOs can have
0: content that you can enjoy. Cataclysm did. Cataclysm killed guilds. It killed guilds. Yeah, it turned guilds into money-making machines, and so it lost the social aspect. So people just started to to get the guilds level twenty-five, sell guilds. So so there was no desire there. And then by the end of Cataclysm, you had Raid Finder as well as group. You know, is that one that was introduced to us in Cataclysm? Raid Finder, Raid
2: Finder, Raid Finder was a a huge blow. Hmm. It's interesting to see Final Fantasy having so much success with the exact same footsteps that we attribute to the death of wow um raid finder locking us into a single story a single way to progress
0: alliance Um, Raid still feel as if it requires coordination raid finder doesn't
2: asking players to spend their time between patches on side content that doesn't really matter um limited uh sets of difficulties uh, that only ramp up so high so often I, these are all things that are attributed to Wow One of the only things that 14 is not doing that has that has been on the list of things that killed Wow is randomized loot um, and and I mean we're already talking about limited specs things like that so Raid comp is still largely locked in both games for your top end groups, and that's why metas form the way they do. So, really, randomized loot is the one step that, that 14 could announce, and they would literally, in my opinion, have the exact list of all the reasons people say that they play classic over retail WoW. And yet, I think 14 would be successful doing it. Well, there's so like I don't know what's different about the way they take the same ingredients I, and they, make a leadership. they make a different they make a different <coughs> pie with leadership. the same ingredients. Leadership, leadership,
1: leadership. I think that's as acid- hit. On it earlier it doesn't trust um the leadership over at you know um and the puppeteers over at activision uh with their fingers in blizzard it's that uh, a passion i have always argued is kind of the fourth pillar especially when it comes to the project management of anything creative uh creative but for team is also it's it's interesting because it has its own set of challenges uh due to its nature and how it how it's developed like i'm really curious to see what yoshi p and the team would build or could build if they actually had ample time, ample planning, ample opportunity. And and we believe that that's actually going on behind the scenes right now with some time as a, probably a mid-20, you know, 20-something, 2025 uh, release if it is kind of that MMO. Like, what would they build? But I don't know. Like, that's – I'm interested because that, I don't that, want well, – go that, ahead.
0: Yeah, go but ahead. I was going to say that, that's actually really interesting because – we've seen with final fantasy 11 they understood it came to it uh, it was coming to an organic end mm-hmm. and so they needed to work on another future mmo which when did 11 come out 2001 i was in
1: college um it was my first time i'm thinking 2003 in the u.s i think it was, it was 2002,
2: three, two 2002. Year it was right, 2002 years year year older year than, than wow
1: yeah
0: so they, they understood in seven years now we know one point was hot garbage, but right. they understood that they wanted to have the next gen of, of MMO, Final Fantasy MMO, ready for 2010. Uh they got it all wrong. <laughs> yeah. But even even getting it wrong, they had a 10 year gap between eleven and, and fourteen. Mm-hmm. Realm Reborn making its way back. So they understood that technology, whatever it may be, time advancement, whatever, you need to progress your MMO. And it's going to come to a lifespan. World of Warcraft should have been working on WoW to six, seven, eight years ago. To be perfectly honest with you, I think I think they should have been looking after Wrath of the Lich King. It was sort of those times that she was saying, right, by twenty, you know, twenty fifteen, twenty sixteen, whatever. now
1: twenty twenty would be you know something. You know, even
0: <laughs> even as possibly as late as that, you know, we should be looking at boom, World of Warcraft 2, whatever that you know whatever that would be mm-hmm. Yet they were working on project titan but project titan wasn't world warcraft it was a completely different entity and it mm-hmm. wasn't working whereas they could have focused their time and energies on looking at an upgrade you know the future the future of this franchise taking it forward they haven't they've decided to milk the franchise they've decided to, to just you know ebb, keep the community going We've now got store, you know, and I, I don't get me wrong, I hate the Final Fantasy Fourteen store. Mm-hmm. This is something we we'll probably talk about in another video, whatever. <laughs> um but uh, you know, it's it's now just constant store updates, store update, store update, store update because they know people are gonna spend the money on trinkets. They know people are gonna why do why they does it work it for one and not the other? It can't just because be because while trucks it down your throat, at least Final Fantasy Fourteen doesn't. It just—it's just on the launcher. Items have been added to the thing. Wow, release video. They release videos. Hey, folks, new mount, fifth one of the expansion—the expansion that you hate, that you are really, really, sucking at. Nah, here we got five stuff things for you to buy. They rum it down your throat as if they're doing you a favor, and just, they're not. Doing
2: it. It's just fascinating because I have an active subscription <coughs> to both games, so like I could play retail of either game. And at a raw level, if you just look at the data, if you just look at the what what can you do when you log in, what do you have to do to be considered caught up? What, what does it take to stay caught up? What does it take to get caught up if you're brand new? Like what's the catch up mechanics? If you look at, do they both have a store? Do they have multiple classes to play? Do they have side content? The games have all of the same ingredients and I have active subscriptions to both and I choose to play 14. And not retail, wow, and like it's just, and and then wow classic comes along, and I choose to play that. And so, like, it's not that I won't play in a World of Warcraft game, I have an active subscription, I'm using that active subscription, but there's something different about wow classic and 14. And so, you, that you would think that okay, well, if those two are in a group and retail's over here,
0: longer term contents like that, like every patch, there always seems to be something different they want to try it might work it might not work <laughs> You know, but you can you can still go now i can still i'm still playing with my final fantasy 14 garrison you know now in, in shadowbringers i'm just starting with decent um if i get bored i can nip over to, to a multitude of different things i can get involved in uh the casino you know i can go uh treasure map hunting I can go, uh, you know, Notorious Monster Hunting, whatever it means. I can work on previous relics, current relic. You know, uh, I have so many different choices about what I can do, even at top level of relevant expansion. And it could still, and it will still work. It'll still be viable for you to do. Uh, Whereas in in WoW, they always seem, it does seem like an insular theme park, and, like, if I wanted to go into WoW now, what could I do? I could do a warfront. I'd rather stick my bits and pieces into an organ grinder than do a warfront. I could do an island expedition. Tons of different looking islands, every single solitary one the same. What is the point? Dull as dishwater. I can jump into Raid finder Never gonna happen. gonna happen. The difference
2: in a random group of people trying to knock down an easy version of a raid between games is painful. Like, I sat in a Titania run the other day that could not get it down. And I would rather queue for that group three more times and not be allowed okay. to log off every day every day. than hop into one rate finder that does get the clear. I have no idea what they've done, but wow, his, <laughs> the rate he, finder um,
0: experience is so miserable. People in the chat who've come, who've come oh. myself, uh, I'm just gonna I'm just gonna address them. Um, which ones of you, if you wanna say in the chat, just give some sort of an acknowledgement in the chat, which ones of you? Uh, watched me stream a few weeks ago when I spent six hours in Shadowfang Keep trying to trying to do it because we were we were too low level, but we were absolutely <laughs> determined to complete the dungeon. Uh, and I think it took us five five mate a little bit less maybe five hours to complete Shadowfang Keep, and it was one of the most fun experiences I've had in so long. My first
2: RFC run was an hour and a half. And I know... Fire Chasm. That's the lowest level dungeon in the game.
0: But we know these areas as well. We've been there. We've done them. We've done them multiple times. We've done them until the cows come home. But being able to do it in a specific manner, Mm -hmm. being able to do it in in a way where it it actually felt, number one, tough, because it was tough. Uh, Number two, that we can get resources from this place we can get cloth we can get um whatever it is because one thing about classic which is and i think this goes very much under the radar but hits a massive note is your character your man management woman management wham management uh (laughs) on your character uh is immense and you don't have that in current game you're jumping from one fight, one fight, one fight, one fight. You're never sitting down. You're never doing anything. Whereas in in the current version of like classic, for example, you're drinking a potion during a fight. You're you're bandaging yourself up. You're having a in terms of me as a warlock, I'm I'm, I'm getting a health stone down me as well because I'm, I'm I'm fortunate to, to do that. Uh, you know, I'm having to bandage my wounds. I'm eating. I'm drinking. Uh, the 15 minute cooldowns on those timers on those whatever you know there's so much more to my character it feels like i'm in fights when i come out of it because i'm like oh i need a heel i need a bandage i need to sit we need to rest everyone okay we need to regroup
2: and you have value I'm excited yeah, to party with a warlock because you give me a health stone but i'm excited it to party with the mage because i get free water like uh,
0: yeah yeah i'm gonna, with the to yeah, yeah, yeah. i get
2: mark of the wild like it or me it's hell, so handing good. out
0: health stones you know create a health stone hand out a health stone i'm hoping to get soul shards so i'm having yeah. to be i'm, I'm a i am I have to be aware of what resources uh i have what regents i have um so there's there's so much like attachment to that character and now it's just like, don't need soul stones, don't need potions, don't need food, don't need don't need anything. Unless I'm doing top, 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 top end raiding. Don't need any of that. garbage, useless, irrelevant. So when you're having to chug a potion, when you're realising that you're getting hit and you're taking substantial damage, when you're realising when you're casting and your mana bar is going down, it's going down, it's going down... When you realize that you, okay, I've got to switch to Wand. I've got to switch to Wand. I've got to get some regen (laughs) going here. To me, it's just such a more pleasurable experience because I'm actually having to have a a thought-provoking, like, decision-making processes on my character. I have to think about what to do with my character. It doesn't feel as if it's a sprite on a screen being Jesus and Nazareth never having to have a problem, never getting damaged, never getting hurt. It's just the, the Wunderkinder. No, I, I feel like a pleb. I feel useless. I feel vulnerable. I feel like a naked newborn child. I died to and, the same
2: bear more than once yesterday.
0: It's great. <laughs>
2: <laughs> I didn't need to kill it. It was just in the way. Yeah, yeah, it was there. <laughs> the I was it. body pulling it, trying to kill a humanoid next to it. And the same bear got me in the back twice in one play session. I was backing up past a tree to heal and I hear that and I was like, no, not
0: again, <laughs> not the same air. Yogi, Yogi. For- Gotta go. Let's go. There's very different <clears throat> attitudes to character as well. You feel more invested in the character because it, you feel as if you're at home to look after it. It's something to be looked after. It's not, you know. It's not just a cruise missile smashing through everything
1: So as where can people find you what are you got uh, working on like honestly <laughs> we're nice. gotta we absolutely <laughs> gotta get you back just because there is so much to unpack here and you're always just a like just a f- fun guy to talk to uh, youtube.com
0: slash hill babyface uh, at uh, hill versus babyface on Twitter and uh, I got a plug. Um, October ne- ne- next month is uh, Breast Cancer Awareness Month, as most of you be aware. Uh, I'm actually uh, releasing a special uh, charity mug, which I'll put out on Twitter, which you're going to have a look at. Where all profits, every bit of profit, uh, is going towards uh, breast cancer charities. Uh, I will release which one. Uh, It won't be Susan Corman. Don't worry, people. Um, But I will release which one uh, nearer the time. And uh, so I just want people to be aware of that. Go on to my Twitter. Check it out. Um, So, yeah. All all Profit will be going to that. So I've ordered 200. I want to sell all 200. Uh, Probably give a couple away uh, as well as little giveaways and stuff. But um, I want us to make some profit on this. Uh, The price is undetermined at the moment because i want to give it up to you as well so it's going to be like this is the minimum for one um but if you want to put more all the profit every bit of profit will be going to uh breast cancer charities so uh yeah so it's one of those times of year where i'm actually going to do some shilling uh so yeah check out my twitter check out the mug it's already up there for you to have a look at it's going to be released october and if we go, I'd, I'd love to order more throughout October if possible, but 200 to start with. 200 on order to start. That's fantastic. That's fantastic.
1: Chris, what are you working on? Where can people find us?
2: Uh, well, uh, last week we had Skill Up on. So we were talking about game reviews and, and his experience with 14 because he came in to try 14 out. But unlike most reviewers, SkillUp um, seems to have an unlimited amount of time to put in. <laughs> Everybody else seems to have like bills they have to pay, and so the review has to come out by a certain date, and SkillUp dumped like 400 hours in and hasn't released the review. So I don't know what kind of business model he's running, but uh, I'm glad it's working for him. working so, for him, So, yeah. so uh, I'm really looking forward to his review will be coming out at the end of the year, and he got to chat about that with us. And then next week is Paris talking about the uh, the future of PC gaming, Destiny, uh, and, and all of that. And uh, depending on when that's filmed, I may or may not be here. So I'm about to go out of town and I'm excited because I'm gonna try Shadow XPC from outside of the United States and see if hopefully I'm even gonna try to fire up a random stream and maybe run like an Eden raid or something like that and see if we can do that.
0: Uh, I've been leveling.
2: (laughs) Yeah, yeah, going to Scotland. Um, So looking forward to it. And uh, yeah, everything's been good here. I'm leveling up in WoW, slowly but surely. Uh, and then I am just continuing to level. I'm starting to work on Crafters now. I'm done with Gatherers in 14. I finished up my last Gatherer yesterday. Uh, finally, it'd been at 76 or 77 for like four weeks, and I just finally buckled in and said, "You know what? Just do it." So that's done. And uh, yeah, what are you what are you doing, Brian? So I've gone a little mad, um, and uh, so and some
1: people in the comment section on some of my videos are like, "What is happening? Oh, why are we talking about this?" Uh, And I've ended up uh, loosely writing an eight-part series with the the eighth video kind of being like, all right, so we talked about all these different things. And there's been this underlying theme that connects all of them. And I've kind of put it out on Twitter to see if anybody has any good guesses. The best guess, which is incorrect, but the best guess because it it just made me laugh out of my chair was somebody said that I'm building up to Half-Life 3 release. Uh, and I was like, the internet would lose its effing mind if I said, if worked a game was like, and now go play Half-Life three, everybody, you're welcome. We <laughs> got the exclusive we, on it. We got the exclusive. Yeah, that would be just that. Would, oh my god, I couldn't even imagine because it's like imagine being like this me, medium-sized YouTube channel and then doing that, you know. But so I've been, I've been, I, I went a little mad. I'm sure by the time the eighth video comes out and it all is kind of the theme is all kind of revealed and comes together, people are gonna look at me and be like, dude, I, you're. Wasting Why did I time. eat all this cereal?
2: This fries is crap. Yeah. <laughs>
1: but uh anyway i've 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 been i've been uh enjoying doing a lot of writing uh later today my review for shadow pc is actually going uh up on the channel so if you guys check it out i've put it i've been using it since july i've been putting it through a lot of tests and I've been loving and playing Gears Five on it because it plays incredible, and uh, so we'll be talking about that in detail uh, uh, on the channel later today. And more obviously, uh, working on Machinist, my controller guide, and leveling up Red Mage. Man, like it's it's a great time for me to be a gamer. This is game season uh, later this month. Dragon Quest Eleven comes out. Uh, like we were, uh, as I was talking about Destiny Two at the top of the show. So I'm hyped for
0: Shadow uh, Shadow Keep. I I got a, a little confession. Yeah, go ahead. Um. I've been getting the bring arts kai uh dragon age 11 figures oh god they're so good you got you're bringing the dragon 11 uh dragon quest 11 Dra- dragon, i love dragon quest series dragon quest 11 is i've been playing it on the ps4 i've been loving it
2: and such a uh, good game it was my game of the year last I've year i've been
0: releasing the uh the what's called the bring arts as opposed to the kai arts mm-hmm. which are, like figures about that big all of that dragon age 11 and they're just gorgeous and mwah, they're releasing them very gradually, but I've been getting them as they've been coming out. And, oh. <laughs> it's really
1: a good time because they just announced one through three is also coming to the Switch. Yes, and yep. uh, and I've been itching, especially I've been playing uh, Dragon Quest Builders two with my with my daughter, and I I'm got like, that well. God, I would love to play two again. And <laughs> I, I, it's not, it's done from the iOS graphics. If anybody hasn't seen this stuff, but the cool thing about it is, it's also widescreen. And I'm like, I'm sitting here like, what, like. What I, would I rather have? And I'm like, I think I'm going to be happy with the the ability to play it, even though it's not going to be pixel perfect, you know, kind of retro in that regards. But that, it doesn't need to be in there anyway. But that's what I'm working on. We're going to go and wrap up the podcast. I saw a couple questions for Az, and maybe if he's got a few minutes, I know we've gone over time due to the internet issues. We'll do a little Q&A that we'll post up on the Casually Hardcore Podcast Highlights channel, which you guys should totally subscribe to. We're working our way up to 400. We're hoping to get to 1,000 by the end of the year. So be sure to go and check out the channel and subscribe to it. It will really help us out. But anyway, for Work to Game, my name's Brian. My name's Chris. My name's Az. And he's a pro. Thank you so much for watching this podcast. We will see you next time.